Hey everyone, before we get started, a quick note. This is one of the early episodes recorded back in 2015 before we left New Mexico and moved on to the sailing catamaran Don Treader and before we became a full-time traveling family. As you can imagine, a lot has happened since this was recorded, but I do hope you enjoy hearing this backstory. If you want to stick around until the end, I'll share how to find out what we are doing now. But first, a step back in time before we went from New Mexicast to New Mexicastaways. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to New Mexicast, the audio edition. I'm Rosalinda Roman. Right now I'm driving to rock climbing with my girlfriend, Brandy, and I just left uh, running with my friends, Alicia and Andrea. So it's a good day of fitness and uh, I've definitely needed it. It's been a long stretch of being sick, which I don't usually get sick. You can still see I'm a little... Uh, congested, but um, I'm getting better and stronger, and one of the first things that has to always go back to being a priority after whether I'm sick or I go through a long stretch of kind of getting away from myself and what I need to be doing is the first thing that gets me back to center is uh, getting some exercise, because that is how I keep myself uh, in check. (laughs) My mood is much better regulated and I'm much more productive if I squeeze in the ability to run or climb and uh, most importantly for me, the girlfriend time. Um, I spent many years working in isolation um, because of having new babies and uh, made the show New Mexicast, but I definitely missed the social part of my personality. It was not being um, supported. So I definitely squeeze in the time no matter what, at least three times a week. I either run or climb or both, sometimes more. Um, And it helps me be a better mommy and helps me be better at pretty much everything. Uh, But it is hard to make that a priority because everything else always encroaches on one's own time. Um, My other thing that I do to keep my sanity uh, is I wake up before the kids every morning and I light some candles and sit in this little nook that I have in my closet. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but it's just a little hideaway. And that is the place that I go and I write and I read and I take my time being by myself and quiet before the craziness of the day begins. Um, so that means I get up at 5 every morning and then I wake the kids up at 6. So uh, it's always, you know, hitting the ground running. But uh, anyway, so... Uh, You might be able to hear it is a crazy, windy day here in New Mexico. I'm driving between the East Mountains, where I live, and uh, Albuquerque, where the rock climbing gym is. And that always gives me a chance to do some recording. Um, So let me tell you about what I'm up to lately. It's been a very exciting time. I feel like I've made a major shift uh, from where I was just a few months ago, but specifically I've been focusing on um, making a film with this film club that I've told you about. And it's just been such a wild ride, just fantastic to get back in the director's seat and um, work with these kids and the professional crew. 
we have had now five shoot dates. Um, we had four main shoots, and then uh, yesterday we had film club, and during that time we got some additional pickup shots, and um, we went to the second location, uh, another elementary school, and finished that and got some pickup shots there too. So I am now wrapped on two of the three locations, and then next Tuesday we will go back to the Performing Arts Center where we have, have a bunch of backstage scenes that we need to record, a lot of dialogue and things. Um, and then after that I will be done with uh, hopefully getting all the, the footage I need to put together this film. Uh, we've been calling it Sophia and the Mysterious School, that's the working title, but my daughters do not like that title and so I keep trying to come up with a better one. Um, but for now, it's called Sophia and the Mysterious School. Um, anyway, it's just been really interesting to watch these kids shine. Uh, I've asked a lot of them. Right now, we are doing things very differently than the beginning of the year when everything was focused on kind of the slow process of writing and thinking about the movie and making the making of the movie and what that might look like. Uh, and now we're doing, now we're in the action phase where everything is happening very quickly. Um, we've had long hours after they get off of school we then start with the actual um, shoot uh, at their own elementary school and then we had another nearby elementary school and then the performing arts center so for three days in a row last week we shot from 3.30 after they got off of school until 7.30 or even 8 um, on a few nights so it was a whirlwind for the kids and myself um, I just was amazed at how well our team worked together. Um, I, I didn't really know how it was going to come together when I first started this venture, but I just had this belief that we could do it. I knew, I went into it in the beginning of the year with the idea that we could make a movie, um, that I really didn't want to just do an amateur thing where I teach them to play with a camera and that's fun and cute and that's great there's great value in that but I really wanted this to be a chance for them to see what a real film working on a real set would be like um, to see if it's something they may have an interest in in the future and so that's what we've been doing and and when the kids you know we we end up shooting these scenes and our two main actors uh, Matthew Berglund and Destiny Marroquin um, when they get the camera on them and, you know, all eyes are on them, I just am constantly amazed at how well they perform under pressure. And they, uh, they know their lines. They've been, you know, doing exactly what they need to be doing. And I'm just so impressed with how they're handling it. Uh, some of the kids, it's been interesting to watch because I had 26 kids that basically have stayed... For the long haul, some you know we started. I think I said this in the previous episode, but we started with 37, and eventually those kids that really weren't interested have been weeded out. I would say there's probably three left that really don't have any interest in being there at this point. Um, and we had a big drama last week because we it was uh, the Monday before we went into uh, our primary shooting. And that was going to be on Tuesday, and I got a note from one of the moms telling me that uh, six of my girls were going to be choosing softball over the shoots, which are, were the very next day. <laughs> so uh, it was a frenzy and a panic because everything that I 
had set up was based on these 26 kids, and then they decided not to participate, uh, including originally one of my main actresses. So that was a big problem, and um, after a lot of going around and going back and forth, uh, most, well, most of the girls did not participate, but one of them, uh, the mom said, no, you made this commitment, and you need to see it through. And so it was really, that was, I think, a very good lesson for that girl, but also for my, my kids to see that, you know, once you make a commitment, you really need to stick with it. Um, because I did send out, in advance, uh, a questionnaire about what kind of conflicts they might have, and I wouldn't have cast um, the kids that had conflicts um, over the kids that didn't, because there were some kids that were there every single time. And it's not really fair to them if someone, you know, changes their mind because they were, they didn't get the main role and they wanted to play softball instead. So these are the really interesting lessons that these kids are learning. And it's been interesting for me to watch how they have to struggle with these things and, you know, how I've, I've had to manage the changes in, um, you know, in the crew and the cast and how we make it work one way or the other. I mean... We had a really great actor, um, Chris Rainey, who was supposed to be our principal, um, and he's a paid, you know, he works in the film industry, um, and he had a job that came up in New Orleans at the last minute, and so he couldn't do it. So we scrambled, and uh, again, that was like a day or two before we were starting the first shoot. And uh, so I threw Marcus Martin, which is one of the, the dads of, of two of the boys in our club, um, I, I said, guess what, you're the principal. And he had auditioned, and he has acting experience, so it wasn't like I just threw anyone in there. But, you know, having to kind of shift and roll with it and figure it out, uh, that's the name of the game. And it's been very enlightening. Um, I think when we finally have the screening, which is basically, it's one month from today, um, when we actually screen this movie and people see it publicly, I think that it will help turn the table for a lot of people. I'm in the proving ground right now where everybody, nobody wants to, not nobody, but some people I think are hesitant to go all in because they don't know if we're going to, you know, what it is, first of all. I mean, is it just cute kids with a camera? Or are we talking about something more professional and what, what's the end result? But once we have that screening, then I believe that we can take that movie and go back to the community and say, here's what we're trying to do in assuming we do a future um, uh, film club. If we want to do that again, then we have something to show for ourselves and I can approach local businesses and I can, you know, find a way to um, get other people on board because the way we did it this year was, um, you know, if expenses came up, I just paid for them. And uh, when it came time to feed the crew, the cast and crew, the moms and dads, uh, you know, pitched in and brought uh, snacks and, and the PTO contributed 50 bucks to help. Uh, buy snacks for the kids. So, you know, we found a way, which is great, because the fact of the matter is it's a community effort, but um, in the future it would be nice to expand that to the, the business community that could support um, these kids. Because it really is a skill set that I think that will serve them and the community in the future. Um, so that's the big thing I'm working on with the film club. And um, then the other two things that I'm, I'm actively 
busy with and involved with is I'm working with my friend Andrea Vincent, who uh, founded a website called SeeMommyRun.com. And See Mommy Run is, I like to describe it as kind of meetup meets um, Matt, Matt My Run. Um, it, of course, she created this long ago before Meetup even existed, and I, I imagine before Matt My Run. Um, but it basically is a way for, for moms who like to run or who might be interested in starting running to connect in real life. And uh, she's done such amazing things with this, this website, but she also has three kids, one of whom is two years old. So she's had her hands full, and they just moved here at the beginning of the school year from, uh, from Virginia. So the process of working on See Mommy Run has kind of taken a side, you know, it's, it's taken a back seat to just life happening. And since I was trying to figure out what to do with New Mexicast anyway, um, uh, we started looking at, my husband and I talked about it, Nathan um, saw See Mommy Run and thought, you know, this is an opportunity. Uh, we could renovate it and really offer, add value uh, to the community, um, which she has a great following, and um, turn it into something even more. So that project is what I'm working on right now. Uh, but that's that's one of the things I'm focusing on. And then looking at New Mexicast itself, uh, and by the way, Sea Mommy Run is basically being bought by New Mexicast. So New Mexicast is the parent company, and Sea Mommy Run is essentially, you know, uh, one of our um, assets. I don't know if that's the right word. That's not my area of expertise. The business side is why Nathan's involved, because that's not me. Um, and that's, by the way, one of the big things that I'm, the takeaways that I'm working on right now and focusing on in my life is that I really, um, if you focus on, and I learned this from a, a, a guy called, um, his name's Roger James Hamilton. He has a, a thing called Genius U, and, and he, he's the millionaire, millionaire master plan um, creator. And basically, I love listening to motivational people and he's one of my new favorites uh tony robbins is my all-time favorite but uh this one is a new one that i've been listening to and basically he his premise is that we all have um a genius inside of it that's how he refers to it and that genius is not the same as someone else's genius he says there's four types um in this you know that you might be you might be a steel genius who's more better with numbers you might be i'm a blaze genius which is more the social side which is why it was so funny um that i was working solo for so long with um new mexicast and uh there's two other types there's a dynamo and a uh, tempo genius and uh i couldn't tell you exactly what they do because they're not me but bottom line is what they're saying is you instead of trying to do the things that are not your natural flow you should focus on the things you're good at and when you do that and you align yourself or or partner with people who have a different uh genius than yourself then you start to see the magic happen and that is really what we're doing with see mommy run and i'm looking very um in the future, I'm, I'm looking to do that with New Mexicast as well. Um, once I finished season two of New Mexicast, I felt pretty burnt out by doing episodes all the time and 
feeling like I had to get everything done and, and really not bringing much in. Um, I had a couple very great sponsors um, over the seven years, but, but definitely not enough to cover um, my costs, and it was really an expensive hobby. Um, and I just, re- you know, now in hindsight, now that I've kind of moved forward, I realized New Mexicast, the parts that I was good at, you know, building the content and, uh, the, you know, being the reporter, the host, um, I'm good at the social side, all of those things were fine, but I took away from those things that I was good at because I was focused on the things I was not good at, trying to get advertisers, trying to run the business itself. Um, really, there were so many areas of New Mexicast, because I was a total one-woman band, I did everything. I built the website. I built, you know, every part of, you know, got the podcast feed working. I, you know, built the, the content itself. I, I did the marketing. I did the um, sales, whatever. Every, every part of it I, had, I did by myself. And um, I think it suffered because of it. And New Mexicast was great. And I believe that it still has uh, potential in the future. But it couldn't. It was not sustainable. There was no way I could continue putting out um, content like that. The older my kids get, the harder it actually became. I thought it would be easier once they weren't babies, but it actually becomes harder because then you know I'm shuttling them around, and they need to be places, and they have their own opinions about things, and um, I'm, I try to be respectful of that. And I, I'm, I'm looking for that work-life balance um, that allows me to really maximize my time with my kids and. Uh, my husband, and uh, because of that, I, I just couldn't justify taking, you know, putting my son in daycare um, four or five days a week so that I could um, create this content when it wasn't, not only wasn't it bringing in any money, it was, you know, costing a lot of money. So um, anyway, I, I'm not saying that New Mexicast is no more. All I'm saying is I am now... I. I like to believe that I'm evolving and realizing that, um, you know, you don't have to uh, throw the baby out with the bathwater. And if you can really get clear on what matters to you, or in this case me, um, then you can surround yourself with what you need to make the rest of it work. Um, so that's what my that's where my brain is right now, thinking about what the next step is going to be. Uh, for New Mexicast, and uh, I've been listening to some other podcasts that I really enjoy and that are inspiring me to think in different ways about um, about the future of New Mexicast and See Mommy Run and my filmmaking efforts. And uh, a few of them, One Day Business Breakthrough, I really enjoy because it basically takes someone, a business owner, puts them in what they call the hot seat. And once they, um, once they are in the hot seat, they talk about their business and break it down and, and figure out what needs to be done to turn it around. So there's a lot of tips that come out of that that I'm really enjoying listening to. And then um, there's another one um, by the same, the same guys. I think their names are Chris Ducker and Pat Flynn. And there's another one by... Um, Chris Ducker, what was his? I don't remember the name of it. Um, and I know that Pat Flynn has one called um, 
passive, smart passive income. Uh, and so that, that has been an interesting, um, uh, that I've, I've enjoyed that podcast, those podcasts quite a bit, actually. Um, they really, uh, help me think about new ways of looking at the business and, um, kind of opening up my mind to different possibilities. Um, so I'm actually very excited about that. And I think that, uh, New Mexicast is going to start, um, being something completely different in many ways while hopefully taking the best of what I learned from, uh, the making the weekly TV show and the video podcast and applying it in different ways, um, you know, to make it something uh, more uh, sustainable and enjoyable. So that's where my thoughts are now. I've arrived at my rock climbing place, and I'm going to go and climb and enjoy that. So I thank you for listening. I guess this was a bit of a rambling podcast, but that's okay. Sometimes you just got to ramble. Have a great day. Bye. Once again, I marvel at how much has happened since this was recorded back in 2015. I'm happy to report that I continued these recordings throughout the process of buying, prepping for, and moving on to the Dawn Treader sailing catamaran. So you will have that to look forward to in future episodes. For now, you can find us as New Mexicast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, or just go to NewMexicast.com for all the content that I have there. And if you want to support this show, please consider joining the New Mexico Castaways crew. You can do that at patreon.com slash newmexicast, which is where we will share a lot more content, including photos and videos from each of these podcast episodes, plus updates on where this crazy crew is now. Thanks again for listening and supporting our enchanting adventures. I'm Rosalinda Roman, who you just heard was... Samuel. Yep, and this is New Mexico Castaways.